dead of night, peering through the veil of darkness, the paranormal, spiritual, and comedic abound. Welcome to the Richard Spazoff Show. Welcome to the Richard Spassoff Show. It's brought to you by Audible. You can find it on our website at the psychicmediumspassoffshow.com. Also, the Richard Spassoff Show podcast is a proud member of the HC Universal Network family, a podcast available for Android and coming soon iDevices. To get all the great stuff from the Richard Spassoff Show and more, check out the HC Universal Network family. Also, I'd like to thank, give a big thank you to TalkStream Live for bringing us aboard their website. Thank you, Tom and Bill, very much. Coming up next is a little comedy segment that Pet uh, is... One of my radio partners, Joseph Van Peek, did. I hope you enjoy it. Oh, I was in it too. Hmm. I mean, I remember, I just came up with an idea. I thought maybe one time that we could, if we could detach our body from our soul. How does Uh that sound to you? I don't know. Is that like being reincarnated? No, no. Okay, just suppose you need to travel, but you need to travel for cheap. Ah. And you have a friend that could bring you in his little suitcase for free. Psychic biolocation. Exactly. But suppose, just suppose science has developed enough where you could detach your mind from your spirit. Oh, I was in it too. Hmm. So, teleportation. (laughs) There you go. So you, okay, you get rid of your, uh, get your body out of your spirit. And you find a um, a brain surgeon or some type of surgeon that has some extra activity on them, right? Some some spare time. Ah, you know, kind of like Doctor Frankenstein or Doctor Kevorkian. Didn't uh, didn't Doctor McCoy do that in Star Trek by getting instructions? I think he did. I think. But here's the idea: Why don't we have one of these retired doctors? You know, you're at the airport, 5 a.m. in the morning. You're getting ready to travel now. You have to be in New York at 5 p.m. Okay? Right. Or 8 p.m. Suppose you have an 8 p.m. date. That gives you 12 hours of time or more so to get, right? Right. Okay, so you're at the airport. You're detaching your body from your spirit. You get the doctor to uh, surgically cut you up, okay? Oh, dear. Are they going to quick freeze you? Quick freeze you, put you into the suitcase. Hmm, cryogenics. And travel with you to New York. That way you don't have to pay the fare. Oh, and reassemble you there. Yeah, but here's the problem. Okay, so once you get back to New York, you're ready for your hot date, right? Uh-huh. What happens if the doctor forgets where his anatomy parts go? Oh, dear. That doesn't sound so good. <laughs> <laughs> Although the, 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 uh, the plan has a plus factor to it, given the cost of airfares the, uh, these days, it might be cheaper to hire the doctor to reassemble you than to pay the first-class airfare back to New York. But there's an underlying question, and that's, if you're out here, Mm -hmm. we're we're in the San Diego area, everyone, and we're out here in Southern California. If you're out here, why in the world would you want to go to New New York City? You have a hot date with the blonde. Couldn't she come here? (laughs) 
Well, let's get this show started. We have a wonderful guest. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Entertainment, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Welcome to the Richard Spassoff Show. Let me get our sound adjusted here. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone right now. Our guest tonight is Kevin Beagle. Are you there? I am, Richard. How are you tonight? I'm good. I feel like I'm on to tell the truth. You ever watch that TV show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing whenever you're doing a program uh, and uh, trying to get everything right. It's uh, it, right at the last minute. Everything changes. Well, I'm glad your computer didn't go down and you needed to reboot it. That's- yes. Yes. <laughs> no, we're doing good. Everything's I, I just had uh, the Internet change today from going from like maybe uh, 300 megs to a gig. So I was hoping the sound quality is better and it is so. Yeah, well, that's, you, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing when you, you, you've got to, when you're doing all these different things, you've got to spend the premium, the premium dollars. I understand. <laughs> I know. You, we, may, we may not make the premium dollars at this time, but we need to spend it, right? That's right. You, ne- you, never, you never do in the paranormal. <laughs> I, I, I found anyway. I, uh, gave, I gave up trying to make any money at this a lot. there has to be there there i mean uh, me and you both love radio and we do it more it it's i went to school with and i've been in radio for 30 years how how about you well i uh i i you know as far as talk goes i i used to do community uh uh, you know like a small little community radio show um, in Scotland and Glasgow, uh, back in a long time ago. And, but, uh, um, and, uh, so I loved that part of it, but, uh, you know, most, mostly the things that I was, was doing was like DJ stuff and, and, and music and things like that. Not, not necessarily, um, you know, talk radio kind of stuff, but I, but I did enjoy that so much because I loved hearing people's stories. Um, and you know, there's characters out there. There, there are characters who were funny, funny people who were out there and they, and the, you know, it, given their five minutes of fame can really just shine <laughs> very much. And you know, small or big, it's still right. Radio. I mean, you had an audience, uh, and you enjoyed what you were doing, right? No, oh, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I, re- I really do because, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the funny thing that I always enjoyed the most was people who could look at a, uh, situation that other people wouldn't necessarily, maybe they would think it was a bad situation or whatever, but people who can find humor in, in, uh, certain situations. I, I just love that. I love, I love that. I got a question for you. With speaking about 
situations. Now, with the name, okay, well, first of all, my name, like Richard Spassoff, I had kids pound on me when I was little, little, and I have a little story to share with you, but with a name like Kevin Beagle, did you have the same experience or no? Yeah, I I did because, uh, well, my father is an American. Uh, My mom uh, is uh, from Northern Ireland, and uh, when I grew up in, in Northern Ireland, I I mean, uh, this was in the 1970s, and literally, uh, I was the only person named Beagle in the whole country. I mean, you know, other cool. than, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, other than my brother and my dad. So, uh, you know, like you could get a copy of the phone book, and it, <laughs> <laughs> it was one number. Yeah, uh, it, uh, it, it's like that Steve Martin film where that sniper just opens the phone book and finds our name. That's my yeah. Life. And so, yeah, it was one of those things. I, I and even though I was born there and everything like that, my dad, my dad was American, so I was the Yank, um, and I was called the Yank from the minute I could remember being called a name. And then, you know, the the name Beagle is kind of a you know it's a dog name and everything like that. So it wasn't, you know, I had a name not like everybody else. It's originally a German name, and uh, so you know. I like your name. I mean, the first thing that came to me, I mean, I'm not gay, but it was a cute name. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I did get the Snoopy thing uh, quite often, but, you right. know. I, I remember one time with a last name like Spazoff, I mean, I used to, kids would, would pick on me all the time, right? And I would be at the school, and one time I had this gang of kids that wanted me to fight. And it was like junior high, and I happened to run away from the situation. I got on the bus. All 40 of those kids got on the school bus, and they got off at the same bus stop that I did and started to chase me down this dirt road. I was scared to death, Kevin, and I finally said, I got to stop. I got to get help. So I decided to go over this just out of the blue to somebody's house and knock on their door and pretend like I lived lived there, okay? I was probably three minutes ahead of the group that was uh, trying to chase me down. So here I am knocking on this door, and the man that I didn't know answered the door. He was very polite. He was wondering what was going on, but he realized I was in trouble. So he told me, hide in his garage, and anyways, uh, that's what I did. It helped. There's more to the story, but uh, uh, what could I say? Well, you know, I, I think this is one of the reasons why we we do end up uh, being being a little different. And then, you know, as as it goes along, I know that you've got uh, you know you you do your uh, mediumship and yes. things like for for lack of a better word. Uh, and, uh, but it's so weird. <laughs> I'm so, I never well, picked this field. It's freaking weird. <laughs> well, well, I know, but I mean, we, we don't pick what we do, but yeah. I think, I think that that's one of those things where you're given, you're given a gift yeah. and then, and then a strange sometimes, um, you know, situation to be in. But I think a lot of that has to do with making sure that later on in life, 
Uh, that's the way I always look at it anyway, that, that you can stand up for your own two feet and say, okay, well, I've, I've, I've kind of, I'm used to all this now. If somebody, if somebody kind of makes fun of me now because of these different types of things, it's like, well, that's, that's your gig. It's not, you know, it, it, and so we, we, the world toughens us up in a little bit, I think as, as children so that, uh, you know, later on you can, you, you can process that through your whole sort of, uh, puberty and everything else. And, uh, then whenever you get to be our age, you just say, well, I, I just don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about it. I know, but I, I remember probably about a month ago, I went to a club and I tell people when I do stand up comedy, you know, that, that by trade, I'm a psychic medium and I used to dance with the mafia's wives. You want to hear how room a quiet, how room quiet, <laughs> how quiet a room could get. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I, I, I totally, I totally understand. I mean, it's it's a funny thing. You you've had some awesome experiences in your life, and 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 uh, you know, I, I've I've met some characters. Uh, you know, that's a that's what we call mobsters in in Northern Ireland. Characters, <laughs> characters, yeah. Characters. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, that guy's a real character. In other words, he's probably killed somebody. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there there's uh, I had a friend in in Ve Vegas. I still talk to him today, but. Monty Rock the Third. He was on the Johnny Car Carson show, let's say fifty times or more. And this guy's boyfriend died. I mean, he was mur 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 murdered. And I guess to be anybody in the gay world, no, I don't want to say this. No, <laughs> in any world, I mean, what is it? A mur murder because of the way uh, the media is doesn't appear to be a big deal, but it is. Oh, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a funny thing of it. You know, it, it is an odd thing that you know, in in a certain way, we do find we do find you know fascination in in people who who live that life. I mean, I yes. guess it's, yes, yes, and, and that's one of those things that you know. I, I I mean, I've never I've never been in that. I've been around it, I guess, and uh, so have you. But you you can understand that uh, those people live a pretty. I mean, we live a stressful life, I guess, but those guys have just got to be miserable nine nine out of ten days because they never seem to be able to uh, be able to relax. I, I tell you, I, meditation wouldn't work, nor would Valium if that were the case. I mean, it's a rough life in that way, like you were saying. Well, that, yeah, well, I, I think that, that well, that's part of us being empathic. I think is that we do realize that that those guys are miserable, you know, and that you know that that we necessarily, you know, because you know they do say it, it, as you know people who are funny or comedians, the funniest people who are, are, are you know. They've lived the sort of mi most miserable lives, and I'm not saying that's true about you. It is, <laughs> <laughs> but that's because but that's because they see the humor in almost anything, you know. And so that it's it's but it's an odd it's an odd thing. I mean, some of the some of the people again, it goes back to that when I was doing that small community thing. You know, people would crack jokes about stuff, and it was like, you know. 
the type of thing that you're you're laughing at is like you almost feel bad because you're laughing at it you know yes but- yes and and <laughs> <laughs> i mean you you were saying that when i know you were saying something though <laughs> I just heard it. It went through my brain, then it stopped. You know, I well, don't know. It's, it must be a senior moment, and I'm only 54 years old. But I, other, I'm hypnotizing you right now. So I know. I feel so relaxed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, if you hurt somebody, or I mean, uh, the 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 comedy you're saying, living a a tragic life in that way. I mean, I I. I was a dance, I danced like a dance host for the city of Las Vegas at the same time. So I had my hands full. I always seemed to meet the most interesting people, but I would have fun doing that. And you know what I'm saying? When when your life is full. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. And it, it's, it's a funny thing because if you interact with people, um, you know, in a nice way, sometimes you, f- you find out that you're, you're you know, like the six degrees of separation have seemed to, um, catch up with me. Uh, you know, you know, they say mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you know, somebody who knows somebody. Yes. And, yes. and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was like that. I, I remember I've been in situations where I've been talking to just, uh, somebody at a bus stop, for example, and, and, you know, they ask you some questions and you just start saying, well, I'm here to try to find this person or, you know, I, I you know, I, I'm, well, I, I remember that was in Game of Thrones. I, I was back in Northern Ireland and, and, uh, I was really into the Game of Thrones, the, that show. And, uh, I was at a bus stop because I was just going around all the different sets where they filmed. And, uh. The, the man had asked me what I was there for. And I said, I'm here for Game of Thrones. I, I you know, I, I live, I used to live, you know, up, up the road and I know that they filmed it here. And, you know, I said, I'd really just like to see anything like that. And I said, well, do, do you know any of the places that, uh, you know, they, they've filmed it other than the place that's, you know, in all the books that says it films it there. And, you know, and then he took an interest in me and, you know, the next thing you know, he's like, well, my son's the armorer for the <laughs> Game of Thrones, and if you've got ten minutes, I'll take you around to his place. And you know, so you know, it's one of those things where you end up going through this stream of of consciousness, and and you end up meeting the armorer. Then you end up meeting people who were on the show. I mean, they put you on and they move you on. So it's you know, kindness to strangers really does pay off for me in now- a lot. Of- now the Game of Thrones is a TV show, right? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a show on um, on HBO. It's kind of a sci-fi show, but it was it's all filmed in in in, in Northern Ireland. And you were on that. What was it like being well, on the I, set? I, I well, I was on the set. I wasn't on the show. Okay, okay. But um, now it was amazing because they, you know they do film they film uh, they they take all these basic ruins of all these uh buildings and then cgi it and everything like that but it was uh you know it was a it was a very very popular program on hbo lots of people um you know watch it you either have watched every episode or you've never heard of it that's the and you are in the uh, latter category <laughs> <laughs> i i don't get tv though i get youtube channel and i get netflix that's all i get yeah so I I used to watch the Sci-Fi Channel all the time. 
Yeah. Along with uh, MTV and stuff. I mean, not MTV. I mean, me TV or or <laughs> TV Land or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. I, was say, I used to watch MTV when it had music on it. <laughs> oh boy, has music changed? But that's a whole totally diff- different story in itself. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite kind of, of, of music, music since we're bringing it up? Well, I, I you know, I'm an 80s. Uh, well, I was born in the 70s. I'm an 80s kid. So but uh, I, I, uh, I, you know, I there's not much music I don't like, uh, barring uh, I don't like country music. I, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I was brought up on funk, believe it or not. Oh, okay. sort of, yeah, funk and, and funk in Ireland was huge. And uh, I was, uh, I, you know, I really liked uh, a lot of funk, uh, disco, uh, uh, you know, uh, ska music was very important, you know, and, you know, sort of a reggae uh, English mix that I, I like that. And so, yeah, I, uh, whenever I was DJ and stuff like that, I would I would always take all these uh, different things and m- mash them up. So. Uh, I'm, I take a lot of old songs and mash them with new songs. And, and so. <laughs> Yeah, that's fun, though. That's fun to kind of create your own little tune, huh? Well, it, yeah, it is. And I, and, I, and, and, I, and I think that what's interesting about that, Richard, is, is that, you know, people, you know, people always kind of are skeptical about mediums. And they always say, well, how do you, how do you know? How, how do you know that this stuff? And, but... You know, really, when you're talking to artists in a lot of ways, it, whether it's just a musician or a comedian or a or a you know a painting artist, um, you know, they'll say, "Well, where do you get your ideas from?" And they say, "It just came to me. It just came to me." That's you know? just yeah. There you go. They had there. It's just medium is just a name. Everybody has the ability. Everybody. Yeah. It's it's uh, and. Being a, we're both very much of a M empathic. How do you deal with life in that sense when you feel too much? Or, well, it's it's that's that's a strange one um, because it's you know, and I don't know how you feel about it, and maybe we can. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go. Well, for well it. bounce bounce all the informations off each other, but you know, it it's an interesting thing whenever you feel. Um, more than maybe you should. In yes. other I I've been I've been in sales. Uh, I was in sales for quite a long time. I was really good at it, but you know, uh, you always did have to have the the moral sort of question of: Am I selling this product, or am I getting into this person's head and feeling what they're feeling, and then basically parroting back what they want to hear? You know, so you have this sort of moral question at times where, and I'm sure you do the same thing when you're dealing with somebody and you know more than what they have told you. And so for me, it's, it's almost a strange thing whenever you're talking to somebody who doesn't know you, um, that, you know, you can, you can feel some emotions, you know, when they're trying to sometimes, you know, not necessarily lie, but, but. Uh, not, not be truthful, just kind of well, hide some things, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. And yeah. I, it's it's hiding something, and you, and you don't necessarily know what it is, but you assume that you you know you kind of have an idea for it. But so that's that's the thing, 
in a lot of ways, I have to just be two people. And I, you know, and I, and I, and it's like, well, this is what I know and this is what I should act on. And I, I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but I think, I think a lot of people who have that gift, they, they do have that kind of inner conundrum, that duality of what can I act on, uh, ethically. Very much so. In fact, there were times when probably in my twenties or thirties, I did not know how to deal with, with it. Uh, when somebody would not be on the up and up, it would make me angry inside. I mean, so angry to the point that it's not good to be that mad. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And I didn't know how to express myself. So it took me many years to finally just say what I feel, how I feel, but in a nice way, or, or I try to. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's one of those things where, I, you know, uh, again, it's uh, you, you get into a situation and you, um, you, you know, and uh, that's the thing that a lot of people will say to you. Well, how do you get, you know, how do you get duped? You know, people will ask me, well, you know, how do you how do you get taken for a ride? Well, you know, sometimes you have to understand some people are very good at this. And and but the other thing about it is, is sometimes, again, you can't necessarily act on everything and you want to see it through to a certain point because you think, oh, this person's going to you know, change, or maybe, uh, maybe they're having a bad day or you're whatever. Hoping that, yeah. yeah, you're, you're hoping. And, and so, uh, but you know, you always have that sort of, uh, pit of reservation. And then, and then whenever you sort of realize that whenever that confirmation comes, I, I, I don't know about you, but if with me, it's like, yeah, that's it. I'm done. I can't, I can't, I can't either work with this person anymore, or I want I don't want to deal with that person anymore. It's like, I've given you the opportunity. And then it, and then at a certain point, it's like, yeah, that's it. I'm cutting you off, you know. Yeah, and to I, me, it 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 doesn't come sometimes right away. Sometimes there's a a future warning about it. But we really, I do I go well. Maybe I should check it out a little bit more or look into it. But it turns out that the first thought, the first intuition that came was correct, like you said. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that it is something else that's true, I think, whenever you're talking with people who are mediums or remote viewers or, or, or you know, however you want to define it. it. It's that, you know, um, if you look at the science of what's called extrasensory perception or those different types of things like that, you know, there's nobody that's 100% right. I mean, you know, Correct. And, Correct. And, and yes. so we do have a doubt sometimes you say, okay, this is how I feel about it. I'm generally getting this information, but I may be interpreting it wrong. And I don't know how you, you get your information, but for me, it's, it's oftentimes like a, 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 a not necessarily a word, you know, like I'll get, I'll get a word like, yes, you're right. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's not like, this person's name is Joe and their aunt is this or whatever. I, I mean, I'm interpreting a, I'm, I'm interpreting sort of a, a movie or a, or a picture or something like that. And I might be focusing on the wrong part of the picture. In other words, I may be looking at the middle of the picture and there's something over in the corner waving their hands and, and, you know, you just can't necessarily 
put that all into um, into words and explain to people. I, I mean, I know everybody's different, but that's that's how it is. A lot of times, people say, "Well, you know, how come you don't you, you know you don't talk about those types of things too much?" It's, it's because you know, from from a standpoint of that it, it's it's a very very hard thing to do. I, I mean, I seem to be able to. Um, I, I'm more of a person who can put my hands on something that something somebody's touched, and get and get an image, rather than, you know, uh, this this thing's coming through me, you know. Well, like both of us, I'm sure we have read many many pe- people in our lives, and uh, there's many times that it comes to me. Uh, for first of all, for me, it's through God. Se- se- secondly, God always has a good sense of humor. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's times where I've done readings for people and it comes in pu- pu- puzzles. It doesn't, not everything comes to us at one time. I'm talking about like we're, we're sitting there with the person. I may be kind of having my hands above them or on the phone with them, or whatever it may be. But then I start to feel things, see things, hear things, smell things. Mm-hmm. And you have to put all those clues together. Yeah. It's not not e- e- easy. God didn't mention that I had to be a detective as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you. But, but you are right. You're right in that, in that way. That I, you know, And I think that that's part of the thing that maybe a lot of people maybe some listeners don't understand is that, you know, you probably, and, and I know you say this and I say this and everybody that's got some sort of quote unquote gift says this, everybody has the capability of doing it. It's just that one, at one point in time, we learned to doubt it to the point where you didn't want to vocalize it. You know, you, you didn't, you didn't necessarily, I mean, everybody's had that. I, I, I should have gone with my gut feeling. I should have yes. gone. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's just basically to me, so you know, extrasensory perception. That's that's really what it is. Going with your gut knows that. I mean, your 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 body is reacting and telling you what you should do, and you know, it's uh, you you you're not listening to it. That's you're stifling that voice. And so, uh, w- whereas we just rolled with it you know and, and a lot of not that we've always done it and i'm sure that you and me and everybody else has said no i don't want to listen to that voice i don't i don't want to listen to that outside mm-hmm. <laughs> thing, you know because you know and i'm not saying i hear voices in my head no 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 no, no we're not calling a 5150 on you or me either <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on i mean uh the being an empathic, intuitive, psychic medium, whatever you want to call it, it's just the name. But like you said, why are people so afraid of it? Why are we in the day and age that we don't use our intuitive skills more? Why is that? Well, it's it's. I, I think it's an interesting thing that, uh, <clears throat> and and I've made the case uh, for this uh, over over some time. I, you know, when we first started to think about science, for example, and, and you know, science came from philosophy. You know, if you look at those people who said, well, who, who developed science? It was philosophers, and they came up with a scientific method. And, you know, you've got all these different 
ideas that that comes from that. And so at one point in time, science then basically killed off the philosophy part of it, you know. Yes. And I, and and so we haven't left that we so in other words we we see the physical now because everything has been taught to us in a physical way. So in other words if you and we've lost the spiritual part of it. it the, and that's the part that needs to come back in. Yes, it, it's, yes. it's an interesting thing that with quantum physics <clears throat> and these types of ideas, that it's very, very similar to the old shamanic ideas that we used to hold. And, uh, you know, basically the idea of, you know, multi, multi-planes and dimensions and things like that. And, and those are ideas that are coming back into it. So we start to have a theoretical science that we're starting to deal with again. And the physical world is, is battling up against it. But, if it. but articles will say, and scientific articles will say, yeah, this is all possible. I mean, the Army uh, believes that you have a sixth sense. They try to train people that... You know, they, they, they try to train people that say, hey, if you're getting that feeling that you're being watched while you're on patrol, you're probably right, you know. Now, they'll, they'll construct that in a different way and call it something else because they don't want to call it, you know, any, anything. But your body is physically reacting to the fact that you're, you're being watched by another person. Correct. And in that case, I mean, how do you follow your intuition if that's the case when you're supposed to follow an order when it's against what you feel yeah i mean can you imagine what a lot of the people that are out there fighting the war and they know if they do something pretty soon they could die but if they leave i mean could you feel i don't see the sense of freedom there what i see is uh people are not advanced enough to know how to listen to the intuitive world yeah well i i I think that that in that case uh you've got to just try to deal with the fact that maybe you're going to be ambushed uh or shot at or something like that rather than you know to try to to, i I mean i i don't i don't think you have to be psychic to know that you know if, if you're in that situation and you know i think that with with ptsd and things like that a lot of those things are not necessarily, in in my opinion, I and I Richard, I have PTSD, so I'm, I mean I am, and I and from from that kind of a scenario, so I'm not speaking just out of my butt here. So <laughs> no, I believe that. No, <laughs> okay, okay. So, but what I'm saying is, is a lot of that has to do with the, you know, the fact that it is, um, you know, that constant anxiety. I mean, and that's the thing that you can't that you can't get away from when you get home is like, A, people don't understand what that's like. You get comfortable in this sort of heightened um, hypervigilance mm-hmm. that, can't, that you can't break out of. And so it, it's not necessarily the, the trauma itself. I mean, although that, you know, in certain cases, are, that's definitely the case. But, you know, it's the constant not knowing it's the constant anxiety it's the constant thing i mean people don't realize that you know war is 
95% sheer boredom and, and 5% sheer terror. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's the way that is. And, and, but even though you're bored, uh, you know, you still have that thing in the back of my, my your mind saying it's, uh, oh, yeah, this could be it. This could, you know, this, what, you know, what's going to happen today, but anyway, that's my, no, that's, no, that's true. And that, that could happen in any type of situation. I mean, I've, since you're talking about the the constant anxiety, I dealt with that all my life, and the depression, which are both under control with uh, a lot of medicine. No, just kidding. <laughs> They're both under control with uh, a good diet, uh, breathing a lot, taking care of myself. Uh, it's not easy, though. It doesn't go away. Yeah. It, it It's... Um, I've dealt with this all my life. You got to talk it out. You got to work on the con. con you got to stay away from the sor sources, the sources yeah. that bug bug you, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's yeah. it's it's, and that's some something. I mean, if you look in the, if you look into the intuitive side of this, don't you think that this all has a source of some sort? Well, yeah. I mean, I I, I think it does, and I and I. You know, I, I have come to the sort of rationalization or justification, just depending on your, your point of view, that, you know, in, in order to, uh, that, that, you know, we, we come to the planet, and the, we, we come to this life to learn a, a, a lesson, you know, mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people think that way. And I don't care what religion you're in. Okay. You, you, you can feel like, okay, you are here to learn um, a lesson, whether you're here one time or 12 times or whatever, but basically you're, you're here to, to, to learn, uh, you know, how to become a better person. And, um, you know, so at, at which point in time, some things are, or, or going to be taken away and some things are going to be given to you. I mean, um, and, you know, and so basically you have to, level yourself out and understand that it's it's all part of some someone's plan i mean if you if you believe in god you you, you could say you know the most important part in the bible is be still and know that i am and and so you you mean in other words you can you can basically say okay well this is beyond my understanding at this point in time but i know somebody's there you know i, I know this is part of the the thing and i have to move forward and i have to just basically try to um work on those different types of things to, to move forward so even though i've had a lot of challenges just like you um i'm I, one I, big challenge i know <laughs> yeah well I, and, and, but you know and that's that's the thing about it is is that um we, we all knew we all knew at a certain point in time and we all come to the realization that we're not going to be here forever and, 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 you know, and, and so at a, at a certain point in time, you've got to make that, uh, that, that, that change so that you can improve the world around you. I, and that's the way I honestly believe I'm not going to change the world and I, and I wouldn't necessarily want to, I wouldn't want to be responsible for that. However, I could make connections to people around me, like my family and, and my friends and things like that, where I can make a, a, a difference. Yeah, I can make a difference. I can, I can, I can work those people through some ideas. But 
I can't change the geopolitics of anything else. And, and so, uh, but, but that's what we get told to focus on, you know, I, I, you know, we get told to focus on what's happening somewhere else that really literally, I don't have any, I don't have any control out of that. And a lot of times if something changes, I, if, if, if I was living 50 years ago up in a mountain, I wouldn't even know, you know, and, and my life wouldn't change regardless of who was in charge and who wasn't in charge or what was happening one way or the other. I, I'd just live my life, but you're happy the way it is. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing, right? We, We do, we are forced in certain ways. I mean, the internet's great and the internet's bad because we, we do know the immediacy of things and we are forced to, in a lot of ways, um, judge ourselves by the standard of, of, more and more and more people other people yes yes so yes yes that that that's a big issue i would think with a lot a lot of people don't you oh uh, yeah it 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 is funny because you know it's a, a you know my children are i have two boys and they're 24 and 20 and um you know you you do uh something you know they come over and you know, you notice that, uh, and I used to be a, a teacher too of, of young children, and um, and you do notice that kids, um, you know, they used to compare themselves with people in class, and now they compare themselves with people in 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 the world, you know, and it's like, where where do I where do I fit in? Where you know, I mean, if you know, when we were bullied, at least I mean, heaven. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or not. I mean, when we were bullied, it was bullied by a group of maybe 30 people. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it was quality, not quantity. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they knew, they knew you well enough to hurt you, you know. And, uh, but, these, but now it's, uh, you know, you, you're talking about hundreds and thousands of people who can literally bully you. And, yeah. And, and because you've got a footprint uh, out there, they you know, you can literally, you know, drill down to the, I mean, you know, it's like I could figure out who your mom is and whether she looks fat in combat boots and everything like that. And, uh, you know, you know, it's, whereas, you know, it's, it's, it's gone from a little bit more of just a name calling thing to just like a total destruction. So, I mean, uh, I, you know, you, you find out a lot that it's, uh, that the, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of okay. I'm going to hit you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to shake my hand, and we're you know we'll see you in school tomorrow. Now it's like I'm going to totally destroy this person. It's getting to that point. I mean, it is at that point. Let me say that there's pe- people that have killed other people over things that they've said over the internet, right? Yeah. It's just amazing. Going back to what we were speaking about, though, with the uh, comparing ourselves. I mean, if you look at the bottom line, we spiritually, we all have our own time within yeah. everything. And in God's eyes, we're e- equal, but it's not hard. I mean, it's harder in this world when you're dealing with people that have money or not money or whatever it is. Everybody wants to be ahead of every, everything, right? Mm-hmm. And it's if we could be comfortable with where we're at at the time, that's the time that we could move 
forward within our lives. It's when we're fighting this stuff that we stay stuck. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think, I think you're completely right. It's a, it's a, it's a case of, uh, just basically, you know, realizing that, uh, in certain, in certain cases that, uh, you know, if, if you can find happiness, um, in nature or whatever, you don't, you don't, you don't necessarily have to have a lot of money to do that. You can, uh, I mean, I, I'm lucky. I live in Washington state and I live next, you know, backed up against the national forest, but, um, you know, you could go out in the woods and you can meditate or you can go to a little park and you can meditate. You can find those different places of, of a break. Um, and you don't necessarily have to compare yourself with, with other people around and, it doesn't matter that I have a 1997 four by four and drive up in the mountains. They, you know, the trees don't care, you know, <laughs> no, but sand squatch might, well, you know, <laughs> sand squatch is okay. They're, they, 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 uh, they, they're forgiving. They're, they're forgiving. <laughs> what exactly is a sand squatch or is it called Bigfoot? What's the correct term? Well, there's, there are all, all kinds of, uh, world, um, world, uh, explanations for what it is. You know, Sasquatch is a Native American term that came from um, British Columbia, although uh, you know, they, they also call it Tonaquah and Oma and things like that. Just farther down the coast, uh, those are usually regional uh, Native American dialects. Uh, you know, just as a weird point, I speak, I speak two of those. Okay, you know, okay. Which is <laughs> But, uh, you know, if you go to, um, if you go to Russia, it's the Amish giant and China, it's the Yaren and the Yeti and, um, all these different things around the world in the, in, in Europe, it's Woodwasp. But, you know, it's, it's an archetypal sort of outside being it's, it's a, it's a kind of thing. Now, a lot of people will say, um, you know, it's a flesh and blood type thing and, um, and, and some other people will say it's a, you know, it's a, it's a. It's a spiritual uh, being. It's really? another okay. Okay. How about the theory of just a cranky old man? Well, no. I mean, how how about a theory of a caveman that yeah. you know? Well, that that's an interesting thing. I I made that case uh, last week on a show um, that uh, you know I think at least the the uh, the Bigfoot in in Europe um, and. Um, in the eastern part of Mongolia and stuff like that, is a, is a cross between a Neanderthal man and a Denisovan man, which are two two hominids that were very very close to to humans, close enough to breed. Uh, you know, there's there are there are always stories of of uh, Bigfoot coming into um, you know camp and taking a woman away and breeding with them and everything like that. So I made the case that it wasn't an ape. Because of the fact that it would have to be genetically similar enough to, to a, uh, a, a a human being, that you could breed with it. I mean, ninety Neanderthals shared ninety nine point five percent of the same DNA that we have, and you know. So my point of the matter is, is that people who say I saw Bigfoot and I got hair from it and I sent it into a lab and it came back as a as human. Uh, well, yeah, it's going to because they're probably human-ish, you know, to the point where you're not, you're not, whenever you send in a DNA sample to a, to a lab, 
they're going to say it's primate or it's something else or it's this or that. And if you've got something that's so similar to human, they're going to say, okay, well, do you really want to, it's human. You spent 300 bucks on getting this hair tested. Do you want me to do any more testing? You know, and at most people that at most times people then say, no, if it's not a gorilla, then I don't want you to test it anymore. I'm saying that probably people have sent in what I call Bigfoot hair and have left it because they didn't go any farther. Well, but I'm sorry, go, go ahead. Well, I mean, and, and that's, that's the, that's the type of thing about it, but you, you can make the case too, Richard, that, that, uh, Neanderthals, they were making art. They were making, uh, you know, glyphs. They, they believed in a spiritual afterlife. They were burying people with jewelry and things like that. So, you know, from a standpoint of a lot of different things, you can't say these people were soul bearers, what I used to call, what I call soul bearers. You know, they had a soul. And so just like with everything where we can connect with another soul, uh, there's no reason why we can't feel like we're connecting with that being and getting a soul transfer from that other person either. So, Okay, uh, when, when you speak of soul, soul transfer, transfer are you referring to a connection or yeah yeah like you're, you're connecting to that person and you're you're having a te telepathic uh relationship okay with okay that, that person that's I been mean, most of my girlfriends they give me headaches <laughs> not the one no <laughs> let me clarify the one i have now i'm fine but no <laughs> oh, yeah. right well, honey <laughs> well i think we all we all need to clarify that it, it, the, one, the one we're with are, is perfect in every way. It's always the past ones. Uh, what is it with Bigfoot that turns people on so much? What is it? Well, I, 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 I do think it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a sort of archetypal feeling that, you know, you're, in, you're safe. You're safe in numbers. You're safe in a community, and, and there's this outside being that can come in and and rock your safety. I mean, it's it's the fear of the boogeyman, uh, in a lot of and in a lot of different cases. And so you're you're saying that you know when you were a kid and your mom told you you know don't don't go out after dark and don't do I mean whatever whatever situation it it is that um, you know that 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 uh, we shouldn't go out and get lost in the woods and do these different types of things. And, and so, um, you know, I always think Bigfoot gets a bad rap because, you know, they, mm -hmm. they take the, they take the hit, you know, instead of the guy under your, uh, under your bed, you know, that, that stick <laughs> you know, you like, if you, if you get off your bed in the middle of the night, they're going to stick their hand out and grab, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been afraid to death of things like that when I was little. I still am. In fact, yeah <laughs> and so you know it and it 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 does get into that thing it's it's the idea that there's something out there that's as smart as us and you know and 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 we can't control it you know and it's 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 you know it's a it's a lot of it's a, it's a culmination of a lot of our our fears in a way i mean really, really i'm not afraid i mean if i were in the forest or ju jungle i'm afraid of a bird so what <laughs> what's the difference between a bird and bigfoot <laughs> right well what i'm saying is is it, it, in most cases it's 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 portrayed as bigger than a 
a, a human, okay. uh, stronger. And so, it, it, you know, that's that sort of idea of uh, a culmination of, of a lot of different things. And so, you know, you, get, you, take, you take reports from people and they say, I saw Bigfoot, I was terrified and it was going to attack me. And, you know, and then, you know, you, you ask them certain questions and, and they never did attack that person. It was just that that was their feeling that they were going to attack him. Well, you know, it's like if you stand next to an elephant, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. I mean, you're going to feel, you're, you're going to feel, feel scared. Now you do get stories of people who say that chase me out of the woods and everything like that. I'm not going to take it away from everybody, but I would just say that they're far more neutral to people than we we give people credit for because i i really think that if there was a huge animal in the woods um that was ripping people apart in any great numbers that that we would all form a posse and go out and try to kill it you know not me i'm staying at home with the girls well yeah but i (laughs) But I guess my, my thing is... I know, thing, I know what you're saying. I know yeah, what you're saying. Yes, it's just, yes. It's, I mean, but look at it this way. My, my family was a, was a Druidic family in Ireland for, for a long time. It was one of the last Druidic families that actually existed in Ireland before they said, yeah, you, you need to stop it, you know, or we're going to come kill you, you know, uh, which is usually a good motivator. But, you know, when we had the witch crazes of... of um, you know, the 1600s and then, you know, West, uh, you know, like uh, the Salem witch trials in America and things like that. You know, we were afraid of little old ladies that, you know, went out into the woods and got, you know, herbs and, and made medicinal properties. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be rational. They, you know, you, you, but we were afraid of magic that they were, that they were, you know, going to be able to, uh, you know, channel the devil. and That's what would be scary when you talk about black magic. I mean, there's good magic, and then there's the bad one where they sacrifice people or kill them for their use. You know what I'm saying, yes. And and I I mean, I I understand that that probably goes on. I've never witnessed anything like that, but I'm, you know, from from people who are just, uh, you know, from... If you look at it like 400 years ago, if you were a homeopath and you're going out in the woods and you're collecting some, you know, dandelion root or something like that for to clean your liver or whatever, <laughs> and and next thing you know, you're, you know, staked to a, you know, a stake and and being lit on fire, you know that you know it's a, you know, once they accused you of something, they were going to get the they were going to get the confession out of you. There was just no, <laughs> yes, yes, that yes. Was just no, there was no way around it. And so, you know, it, that, that's the thing that, uh, it, you know, you, you do, um, you do, you do realize that if you, if you ever read any of these transcripts of, of witch trials, yeah, you're talking to a super nerd who reads transcripts of witch trials. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I love to hear. Okay. T- tell me one that you feel that, there was a possibility that she really was. And well, well, if you look at it from the, what they believed, there, there is a possibility that they were all witches. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, basically, you know, you look at, you look at, uh, if you, you have to put yourself in, in the mindset of a person of that age. And they believe that, uh, you know, for example, um, 
you know, you, you had these witches marks and they would, you know, basically like if you had a mole or something like that and they would stick something in it and you couldn't feel it, that was proof of a devil's mark or a witch's mark or something like that. And, and, uh, you know, you, you your friend could, uh, come, your neighbor could, would, could come and say, you know, I, I was out. I mean, a lot of times it was just sort of single women who were out on their own. Their husbands had died. They were trying to make it through their life. And, uh, you know, and they gotten some beef with the na- next door neighbor and the next door neighbor's cat died. And, yeah, you know, and then it, and then it's like, well, next thing you know, you're accusing him of being a witch. Well, that was enough. That was enough to say, oh, that person's always out in the woods. They're doing this crazy stuff. They come back. My cat died. So let's go ahead and inspect her to see if she's got any witch's marks. And, and you know, according to that, from that standpoint, you, you know, I mean, it's not like you didn't have a lot of, uh, of, uh, I mean, I would have been burned as a witch. I mean, you, you probably would have been burned as a witch, but, but, uh, I'm just saying from, from the standpoint of the day, you, you just didn't have a lot of recourse to come back. I mean, it was interesting. I, I, I went to a, a trial in, um, a, a fake mock witch trial. Okay. And, uh, uh, Williamsburg, Virginia. And, and, uh, you know, it was a funny thing cause they, they read out the transcript. Everybody did it in that way. And then they said at the end, well, vote for if she's a witch or not. Now they said, use the definition of a witch that we would, they used back in the time. And I actually voted for her that she was guilty. Oh, and, 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 most, <laughs> and most people wouldn't because they were like, Oh, that's just ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. Well, that's not how those people, I mean, like I said, that that's not how they thought they, they thought of it in a different way. So if you're, if you're trying to put them in, in their viewpoint, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, anybody that was not necessarily, um, uh, you know, going along with it, but you know, that's again, we don't, we don't really necessarily understand that, uh, you know that Puritans and people like that, who were highly religious people, they didn't, they didn't, you know, believe in a lot of the things that even we believe in. Like for example, the Puritans didn't celebrate Christmas until 1826. Correct. You know? Yeah, and the yeah. pagan they believe in other gods and everything else. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I've dated some women that were white witches. In fact, they knew some black ones. I'm not talking about the color black, but I mean dark. Right. You know what I'm saying? But what? What I'm trying to say is I've been around some people when I worked as a dance host. Uh, I could tell you what I felt from her, if you like. Yeah. I mean, I, it's interesting. You, you, yeah. I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd okay. love to hear your impressions of, of what it's like to deal with somebody who tangles in, in uh, the... the uh, well, for, first of all, there's good and bad and all, right? We know that. There's good and bad. And... Fortunately, I've been with the good, but sometimes when you're in that kind of crowd, you come across the bad, and I did, and I was able to get out of it. But what they do is they do these little sacrifices, and I never went to them, but my friend that was a white witch at the time told me what they did. She was kind of in between, and I don't know how far I should go, but I'll just tell you, I guess... Uh, 
when they were at a part party and they dance not a part party but a a ceremony right mm-hmm. they would put i'm just going to say straight out they put blood urine come all in a cup and drink this to get together uh this would be like a sake sacred type of a ceremony that they did that was very sick to begin with. Uh, mm. But it went on. It went fur- further in the sense when I met a few of these women and I danced with them and what I felt, I don't have any proof, okay? But what I felt was some other spirit around them that was not good. Mm-hmm. I felt uh, when I danced with them on the dance floor, I could feel other things that were involved with them that did that felt creepy. Um, on and off my life, I had friends that were good and bad and many di- different types of things. Some of them were witch doctors. Some of them were voodoo. Some of them were... Now I'm going to the other extreme. Some of them were police detectives, uh, I mean, I've had friends of every walk of life that there can be. And yeah. all I look for in a person is somebody to be good, not bad in that way. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I I, I, I really believe that, uh, you know, a, a lot of people are, are trying to, uh, in some ways, um, overcome some some bad things in their lives and turning to the dark side of it is, is not necessarily going to help. It's not going to help at all. No, no, Um, because we, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's one of those things It, it usually blows back on people. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I've had that same feeling where people say that they're, you know, they're, they're, I mean, believe it or not. I mean, I mean, I don't know the life you've lived, but I've actually had people say, I'm going to curse you and things like that. And, 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 you know, and, and, and like, you know, you always say, well, to them, yeah, you maybe consider what you're doing and, and, you know, you don't necessarily know what you're up to. And, uh, you know, and, and so they, but they do, they say they're going to try to put a curse on you and everything like that. And, and then next thing you know, it's like their life just falls apart. It's That's like, because you're sending out bad vibes, bad right. inner energy, and it's going to turn against them. And the more e- evil they are, the more successful they are. Un- unfortunately, but not in the not in the late later run. If they're yeah. going to deal with evil, they're going to become part of it, and that's not right. good. Yeah, and I and I think that that's I think that's the that's the that's the key thing to to learn about it is is that you know you can't uh, you can't bring the world into imbalance um, you know and as far as that goes it's it's gotta it, it's gotta go somewhere and uh, you know you you might temporarily but I've always thought that Richard in a lot of ways it's kind of but be careful what you wish for mm-hmm. you know you, you might get it. You know, as growing up in Ireland, you know, you always you always hear stories about leprechauns granting wishes, and and you know, even stories in ancient uh, Arabian stories where, you know, people who, I mean, this is always true. I mean, almost like if somebody gave you a wish, what would you wish for? I mean, it's almost 
you always say, no, you, you don't, don't ask for anything because <laughs> it, it, you know, the minute you get what you want, it's not what you want anymore. And then all of a sudden you don't realize that it, it's, uh, it's not, it's not necessarily the gift that you thought it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. There's always a price it brings us back. Nothing is free in this world on this earth. It's even if somebody gives, give, give, gives it to you, it's still always a price in some way, right? Well, I mean, you know that. I mean, I wish it wasn't that way. I know, I know, but I know. It, but it seems like I mean, I'm I'm always looking for the for the free lunch. Don't get me wrong, I just never had it yet. But I mean, okay, let <laughs> let me explain exactly. <laughs> but okay, suppose you do take somebody out to lunch just as a gift, okay? Right. And then you don't plan this, but you did a good deed, correct? Yeah. Okay, time goes by, and then something else good occurs for you. Yeah. I mean, things like this, same way if you do something bad, it comes back. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not denigrating the pay it forward thing. I, I, I actually do believe in that quite, quite a lot. And I, and I think that, I think that that's it. That was just me being an old cynic. No, you're fine. You're fine. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being an old cynic. I'm being <laughs> I'm glad you could be yourself and I could be myself. I mean, I think that's cool. I think that that's a good thing. Now, okay. Do you have a website as well? Well, I, I, well, lately I've been, um, what I've been working on actually, Richard is a, is a, is a website that deals with, um, because I was tired of reading the news. And so I, 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 my, my wife, Samara and me, uh, started a website that's called not your normal news, not your normal news.com. And, and it's just stories that I find interesting. So stories about archeology span or, uh, quantum physics and sort of metaphysical, like, you know, things like that. And so, Happy stories that, you know, if you're looking for something that you, you want to get on there and you want to look like you're really smart to your friends, you can go down there, click share on five of the different things, and you look like a genius. But it's, not, it's got no politics, <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't talk about how, the, how everybody's going to die and global warming. It's just fun. It's just it, fun. It's, it's fun, but it, but, it is, but it is interesting stuff because, I mean, you know, as a person who who uh, believes in sort of the metaphysical world and then you, and then you uh, find articles from MIT that says, yeah, scientists really want you to lose a dream. And you, you know, that you, you have some, you know, there is a case of time travel and moving back and forwards in time and, you know, and different types of things like that. I mean, from, from a theoretical standpoint, everything that we believe in is, is, is being proven or theorized to be to be true anymore you know like can people communicate with each other can can they do these different types of things so mm-hmm. it, it is good for somebody who's a a medium or something like that to say hey listen you know i know you think i'm nuts but here's this <laughs> article that says mit's doing this study on on this kind of stuff and uh you know maybe it's not so crazy you know not that it'll change I know. I think we're in a time and space in this world that uh, some people will accept things, some people won't. It's just. I I came to the conclusion a long time ago that if they ever prove that Bigfoot's real, that my dad will say, 
Well, yeah, Bigfoot's real, but you didn't see a Bigfoot. You still saw a bear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did on that note. Thank you, Kevin, for being here. (laughs) Okay, Okay, Richard. Have a great night. Wait, before you do, hold on, though. We'll say goodnight to everyone. So uh, go ahead if you'd like to say goodnight, and then I'll say my goodnights. And give your website one more time. (laughs) Yeah, so my website is uh, www.notyournormalnews.com. And uh, uh, we do uh, go to different uh, events and um, different conferences. And thank you once again for listening to me and Richard. And uh, it was a blessing to be here, Richard, and blessings to everyone. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Entertainment. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Richard Spazoff Show. For more episodes and information, join us online at PsychicMediumSpazoffShow.com or catch the show on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast service. The Richard Spazoff Show is a proud member of the HC Universal Network family of podcasts. For more great content and shows, visit HCUniversalNetwork.com or download our free HC Universal Network podcast app from your favorite device market. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And until next time, keep Keep watching on the dark darkness. darkness.